0: Of all history's greatest monsters, you are by far the most evil thing
1: I've encountered. Offer your soul to me, Dark One. No! You can't have my soul! I don't even. Look, just get in here. Adventure Time. Welcome to Adventure Time Oddities, where Rob and Ben discuss the philanthropic importance and cultural significance of the greatest show ever to be formally on television and now on the internet Adventure Time.
2: Oh, yes, we are here talking about Adventure Time. And this episode is coming out so close to when this actual episode we're discussing released because when it comes to Adventure Time, Ben and I don't fuck around. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's right Rob and if everybody remembers if um, if you like when Rob gets on his high horse about how good Adventure Time is because Zach and I did the finale back in the day I talked about the first Distant Lands episode BMO we have been here now because we figured well what better way to get our Adventure Time fans from our main show over to our Patreon because I don't think it's been said on the primary show yet I think we've kept what we've done on Patreon kind of under wraps just to say come check it out But I think this might be the best place to announce that every month, if you subscribe to our Patreon, you will get the series of Rob and Ben going through Adventure Time from the beginning, every episode, in a row, with a lot of ranting and raving in there about stuff as well. It is great fun.
1: That's right. At this point, we've done something like 16 episodes in two-episode chunks. Uh, they're not all released yet, but they w- they are coming. Yes, um, and yes. they they've been great fun in terms of conversation, and it's been great to relive the magic
2: that is Adventure Time. Oh yeah, that that intro that Ben did—he is not wrong. We definitely agree. This is, if not the greatest, the top tier shows of our lifetime, and so that's why we love talking about it all that stuff. So I guess I guess maybe a little peek behind the curtain, maybe to do some teasing. Because I know that, that's that been what we've been joking about now, Ben, that we've gone through 16 episodes of Adventure Time. That's eight separate discussions that we, re- we would release them. That gets us almost through 2021 if we do <laughs> one a month. And I have to say, you know, I think we were just teasing the idea of maybe we would release them more frequently. I have to say, after seeing Obsidian and remembering BMO, Distant Lands, which was before we started the Patreon stuff, I am fucking energized like i want to rip through some adventure time again
1: <laughs> yeah man let's fuck let's drop like i don't know two episodes a month three episodes a month Just, how many do we do yes
2: so yeah if anybody hears this and they want to we want to know how many episodes do you think you should get of adventure time for your five dollars within right. reason because someone will probably say i want all of them <laughs> yeah so send us
1: a message tweet at us send us a number uh, i think we're only accepting whole numbers
2: I would hope so. I don't want to do, like, there's, what's that? There was some podcast that was famous. It was called A Star Wars Minute, and every episode they just discussed one minute of Star Wars. Oh, God. We're not doing that. We're always doing whole episodes.
1: (laughs) You know, if if somebody wanted to throw, like, a transcendental number at us, like, that would be pretty fucking mathematical.
2: (laughs) That would be mathematical. (laughs) It would not be algebraic, but it would be mathematical.
1: (laughs) That's a terrible joke. But it's actually really good.
2: Yes. So definitely let us know. Check out our Patreon. There's a lot more Adventure Time. And if, like you said, like I said, if you liked when Rob talked about the finale, because Zach had no understanding of it, uh, if you liked Rob talking about BMO, we're going to get into more of that today. So I don't think, maybe we'll pitch the Patreon at the end again, I'm sure. This is our advertisement episode. But everybody's here, really, to talk about Distant Lands Episode 2, Obsidian. And so I started the BMO episode with uh, saying something about what I thought about learning about distant lands. And I think the same thing held for this one. When they announced distant lands, everybody I knew, all my friends were like, Rob, there's going to be new adventure time. And I was like, one, how dare you speak to me? Like, I don't know this already. (laughs) (laughs) And, and two, I was like, I know, but I'm very scared. Like, I love the finale. Like, the finale is one of the most perfect encapsulations of a TV show I've ever seen. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to watch New Adventure Time, but I don't know. Do we really need New Adventure Time? I love periods at the ends of sentences. Like, I love when things are finalized. And I got a lot of that from the Adventure Time finale. So I was really worried. And I did watch the trailers for BMO as they were coming around and Ben and our audience if anybody doesn't know this was I think five months ago that BMO came out so there's been a long time between these episodes but I kept up with the trailers I had some issues with the trailers I was like oh no like what's what are they doing BMO's doing facial expressions we've never seen him do before and I would tell my friends that I was worried about that and they're like I don't understand how you think sometimes, Rob. And I'm like, no, it's like the whole facial and art style is, is what I love about Adventure Time, one of the things. But it turned out I loved the BMO episode. It was so goofy. It was so fun. It felt like a perfect, just not a continuation, but another episode of Adventure Time. And we had all these little Easter eggs, like Finn's dad shows up. Um, they actually introduced the Greys, which are the aliens that Tree Trunks has babies with, which I don't even remember that episode, like they're in that and okay. the big reveal at the end was that it was a prequel, and, like, BMO, like, when he comes back to Earth, he actually – or, ooh, he meets Finn and Jake, and that was really cool. And I was like um, – I am I'm, loved it. I was like, this could not have been better. Like, this – they didn't do anything too wrong. I had minor complaints here and there, but I was just like, great. I can't wait to see the next one in five or six months.
1: <laughs> actually, I'm going to interrupt you briefly here, Rob. Do, do we have any kind of release schedule for this show? Is this going to be, like – full-on new series of adventure time
2: uh there's two more in the works and the next two are the only thing we know are 2021 so so that's it so yes they are doing true cartoon network style on hbo max where they're making us wait fucking months for this stuff um even when bmo aired we had no information about when this one was coming out like we had to wait for a release date and a trailer So I guess we knew it was coming because I don't think they would cancel this or anything. You know, HBO Max, we don't see their numbers, but whatever. And so eventually they announced this one. We had known for a while that the first one was going to be BMO. The second one was going to be Marceline. The third one is uh, Peppermint Butler. And the fourth one is Finn and Jake. We're on the Marceline one. And when they announced it, they dropped a trailer. And I was like, I don't want to watch the trailer. And I tried to actively avoid like all information about this. And the only thing I really knew was that it was going to be Marceline and Princess Bubblegum because they have to be together at this point in the story for them. They have to do something in the Glass Kingdom. And I'm like, okay, that's all I want to know. That's a perfect Adventure Time tagline. Like if you watch it on Hulu and it's like, what's this episode about? That's exactly what it would say in one sentence. And I'm like, that's all I want to know. I didn't go into any trailers or anything. And I have to say, as we got closer and closer to this release date of November 19th, I had that same feeling creep in. I was like, is it still going to be good Adventure Time? Like, is it going to be something that, you know, is so different? Because even though there's a lot of people from the original team from Cartoon Network, there are some differences. And with the minor details, minor issues I had with BMO, I was like still starting to worry. But of course then I had to watch Obsidian... I actually watched it a little after 1 a.m. my time, which is when it dropped. So I stayed up last night and watched it. I have since watched it three times. Um, I watched it once, just taking it in. I watched it a second time, looking at the background for Easter eggs. And the third time, I watched it with subtitles to make sure I didn't miss anything. I have to say, this episode is charming. I loved this. This was so much fun and emotional and goofy. Once again, I think they knocked it out of the park. This is still adventure time to me. This is still such a great representation of all the goofiness and the characters that we know with some tweaks and twists here and there but I have to say they're two for two. Ben, this is the question of the of the episode. This has been the first Adventure Time I think you've seen in a really long time, a new episode I should say. What are your thoughts on this episode?
1: It felt like watching Adventure Time. Yes. That's, that's <laughs> my
2: my number one
1: the, the number one thing I have to say. As it felt like watching Adventure Time. They, I don't think they let us down at all. They, they had a good theme to the episode. Um, they had, you know, like you said, the silliness, the goofiness. They had, the, they had the emotional attachments. Uh, they, you know, the, the little bit of development between Marceline and Bubblegum. They have the, the past where they had a, a problem. We get to see Marceline sing all the terrible things about Bubblegum that that you and I have said on on numerous occasions. Quite
2: possibly my new favorite song in all of Adventure Time. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And all the rest and PBM, so over it. I'm so glad that I woke up.
1: My I had the, the exact same thought that this that was probably my favorite song until the glass kid sings about <laughs> see-through princess. <laughs> see through,
0: I see right through you, and someday everyone else will too. That's not a gleam, it's a glare. Oh, you don't.
1: And I think that was the moment that I learned her name was actually See-Through Princess because they had called her STP I think up yes. until that point. Yes. And I was like for one, great fucking name for <laughs> for a princess yep. that's made of glass. And and for two, like See-Through Princess, I see right through you. That's mm-hmm. some good shit.
2: Oh yeah. I I have to say once once you know this is a Marceline episode, you know there's going to have to be music in it because that's like one of her main character traits. I think every single song in this episode was a fucking banger. Like, I loved every song in this
1: episode. (laughs) 100%. I did not have any complaints
2: about the music. Like, they should release this as, like, an EP. Like, the five or six songs in this on Spotify. Like, I would fucking listen to that.
1: (laughs) I actually, I was tempted to go try to find downloads of these songs, actually. Nice. Because I totally would listen to them you know, irrespective of the show, I would listen to them yeah. on my own time.
2: I, it was okay. I am so glad that you, you loved it because I, I was just absolutely blown away by this. And there's a lot of, I I want to get into with this, but I think I did this for the BMO episode. We have to talk about the big thing. I think the big, like little Easter egg at the end. Cause at like, when I finished this last night at like 2 a.m. my time, I went on Reddit and there were some people talking about it and everybody was fucking talking about the same thing. We see old Finn at the end. That's right. yeah. And we do. that was like the hot topic in like the next half an hour I was on the Reddit page is everybody was talking about it. And also everybody could not get over the fact that they're like, so here's Finn. So Jake is dead. And that's what everybody seems to think. But I don't think there's anything that implies that.
1: No, there's no implication that Jake's dead. Jake is just not present. Yes, but we do see Finn with a Jake-like dog that has like a unicorn horn. I don't and know hair. if
2: you've seen that episode because I think it's like four or five away from the finale. But that is Bronwyn, Jake's granddaughter.
1: Okay, no, I, I haven't seen. The okay,
2: so so that is. Do you remember Kim Kilwan, the really long one that takes the deed to their house? That's yeah. his daughter. So Jake's okay. granddaughter and okay. she has like this she's in an episode where like Jake and her skateboard and she's embarrassed by Jake and stuff like that and it's a very cute little episode but i apparently she's adventuring doing some adventuring with Finn and her grandfather
1: and Finn of course is is missing one of his arms
2: yes yes a lot as of thought he should be. In, does does he not have like a robotic arm or did he not had it have it on cuz he just got out of the shower when he's introduced like <laughs>
1: His towel blows away at some point. Princess Bubblegum yeah. goes, eh. <laughs> I believe we're presented with a Jake tattoo on Finn's chest.
2: Yes. I think that's what a lot of people are latching on to, to think that why that Jake is dead. dead. But I think the the better take is that Jake has just, like, morphed himself into that tattoo. Like he's just flat on Jake on Finn's chest. I think that's a better take. I don't want to think Jake is dead, but you know. <laughs>
1: I mean, Jake could have the normal lifespan of a dog. I don't. I don't know if we know any different.
2: Yeah, I mean, we saw him have a uh, a croak dream from the cosmic owl like way back when in season two or three. So that might have come yeah. true. Uh, who knows? But no, I mean, everybody was like. There was some post on the Reddit discussion where they're like, so Finn is the sexiest character in Adventure Time now. And I'm like, Finn doesn't look a lot sexy. He looks more troubled with like the, the scruffle and his hair is kind of messed up and, you know, stuff He's like that. He's definitely
1: very muscular, though. Yes, yes. They did jack him up a little bit in terms of <laughs> like his, his arm width is, you know, probably what octupled. <laughs> yeah, in terms yeah. of how they used to draw them. that's actually uh, that's a good segue into what I want to talk about is they cleaned up the art in a way that does not offend the original work. I
2: Absolutely. Think. yeah. I, I think I was definitely able to notice that more in this episode than the Bmo one because the BMO one is all off of Ooh. like it's a very different setting and that is like la- very lavish backgrounds and styles. This one is on Ooh. And, you know, we see, like, the Candy Kingdom. We see, you know, like, Marceline's house. And it just, it looks like it's crisp. Yes. And I loved that.
1: <laughs> the line quality is perfect. The designs, the character designs are are good. Like, it's, in terms of the art, this episode was beautiful to
2: look at. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. That, And I think that's one of the reasons I loved this one so much. I And I think I would go as far to say, I think this one is... Significantly better than the BMO one. The BMO one is very lighthearted. This has a lot of stuff going on in it. It does, and it's like you have you're looking at something that's beautiful. You're laughing every three minutes because goofy Adventure Time nonsense is happening. But then in between the thinking something's beautiful because there's an establishing shot and thinking that you know you're laughing about a goofy joke. Everything in the middle is emotional resonance of characters we know, characters we've just met, and. And I, The storytelling in this was immaculate. Like, I love yes. that there was almost three storylines. You have Princess Bubblegum and Marceline. I would say their past and present kind of melded together. The whole Glass Kingdom thing, and then Marceline is the kid with her mom. Right. And they all work so well. You
1: also have Bubblegum confronting her, like, one failure that we're aware of in, yes. in terms of Larvo. So, like, there's really, yeah, there's really, like, yeah. a, it, that one's takes maybe a backseat in terms of plot. That's, it is yeah, there. that's
2: what I was about to say. Because I think also my reason for not including that one is that when Princess Bubblegum and Marceline show up to the Glass Kingdom and, like, Marceline gets sprayed and she's and Princess Bubblegum's like, that's such a great honor, I wish I could have gotten sprayed. And I'm like, this is so on brand for this massive bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely, to, like...
1: So that's, <clears throat> that's actually um, a good segue into kind of the themes or, or the various types of lessons in this episode. There's like, we see Bubblegum dealing with the jealousy of somebody else being acknowledged while Mm -hmm. she's not. We see Marceline dealing with the fact that she is bringing her past baggage into a present relationship. Yep. We see all of the glass people deal with the fact that they're all hiding cracks from each other. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Like there's a lot going on in terms of the, the moral lessons that adventure time, you know and if you listen to the Patreon episodes, you'll hear us talk about at least one theme per eleven minutes for for the rest of the content. They gave us probably <laughs> at least one theme per eleven minutes in this <laughs> in this uh, extra long episode. yes,
2: and it's it's so fantastic the way that it all ties together, those three arcs that I mentioned. and then even the minor ones. like I love the fact that in the flashback, Princess Bubblegum is like, you know, trying to figure out how to stop the dragon or lar- larvo. And, you know, with science and Marceline's like bothering her and Princess Bubblegum is like, why you like this? You know, just leave me alone for five minutes. I can't deal with you right now. And then in the flashback after the Marceline sees her mother afraid of her because she's half demon, she's like, Marceline, get out of here. I can't deal with you right now. And it's just like Marceline and then Marceline has the realization where as a kid she's like, no, anytime I scare someone away, it's because I chose to. And then at the end, in real time, she's like, no, it's because I just have emotional baggage that I can't really get over yet, that I need to actually get over. That whole scene with Glass Boy and he sings the see-through princess song, and she's like, oh, God, is that how stupid I sound? Yes, (laughs) that was fantastic.
1: So we even get a little bit of that, like, personal growth, like, actually getting to see how dumb you look as a a kid. Like, there's just so much here.
2: Oh, oh, yeah. And then even that little bit in the last or one of the last songs when you know princess bubblegum and marceline are stuck in the cave and she sings the song i think the song is called monster and she's like you know this is this is my new emotion because it's like the whole thing is larvo was kept away because her true emotion back in the day was anger but now her true emotion is acceptance and stuff like yeah. that and then while she's singing it we get that whole little tiny animation of how larvo is just you know damaged he lost his whole family or friends or we don't know but whatever and then he just goes and hides away and he like plugs up his damage and he just grows into this terrible monster and then he realizes that oh i shouldn't be a terrible monster because everything that this is what's amazing everything that marceline goes through in this 45 minutes we see larvo go through in 30 seconds and it makes so much sense and then i think i like almost like lost it when the song ends, Larvo comes out of the rubble, and they're like, we're gonna die, you know, at least our skeletons will be intertwined together. I don't have a skeleton, (laughs) but that's a nice thought. And Larvo takes off his, like, weird cap rock thing, or whatever, and he turns into a butterfly. And I'm like, that's, I'm like, his name was Larvo, because he was Larva the whole time, and I'm like, (laughs) oh my god!
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. That was a great reveal. Uh, And I do have to say, like, the whole covering up the, the wound, and like, internalizing the baggage and becoming a monster like there's so much depth to that and there's there's the idea of like killing your dragons when they're small dealing with your problems before they get out of hand yep. and like all of that is addressed in this like what is it 40 40 45 minutes however long episode yeah, yeah. of adventure time
2: it's 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 absolutely amazing like i was i was so blown away about like all of these ideas that they were throwing at it and i was like this makes sense i was like this fleshes out not only the Marceline that we've known, but now, like, the Marceline that we can just do the complete wraparound. Because I'm pretty sure we have discussed it on the Patreon content, hasn't come out, but evicted when Marceline comes back to the treehouse and kicks Finn and Jake out. Like, she's just a little punk-ass bitch in that episode. Yeah. And it's yeah, like, right. this is probably why, because she had to deal with all these negative emotions.
1: She had to deal with a lot of rejection in her life. So yeah. she developed the coping me- mechanism of rejecting people before they could reject her, it seems. And that's... I mean, that's really common. Like, that's a real...
2: Oh, it's... Oh, a real yeah. human emotion. Yeah. It is. It is so... I hope this goes... You can find so many of those YouTubers and, and YouTube videos where they're like, you know, here's a, here's a list, or even probably BuzzFeed does this every so often. Here's a list of, you know, the top ten kids' shows that dealt with serious issues. And it's always shit where it's like, you know, oh, Sesame Street had to teach Big Bird that people die. And, like, the girl in Charlie Brown gets leukemia. And it's like, sure, right. those have their place... This is the modern version of teaching something that isn't, like, on the surface. Like, yes, everybody has to understand cancer and death. And, like, I think Captain Planet had an AIDS episode even, you know, that type of stuff this is something that's a l- way more under the surface that it takes people like like 20-year-olds don't figure this shit out that this episode's getting at until they go to therapy in college or something like that.
1: <laughs> right, that's right. <laughs> Absolutely. And I, I would say that this belongs at the top of any such list. Yes. Uh, because it deals with not just the big things in terms of big life events, but it deals with the small things that become big things. Exactly. And, and exactly. that's something that is, is astounding, really. And it, I don't even know... <clears throat> to be honest, I don't. I don't know how somebody was inspired to create a show that is that is this. I'm, it's not even like intellectual is the word I want to use, but it's not an intellectual. It's not about big brained ideas. It's mm-hmm. about being a person.
2: Yes, yes, emotionally and mentally resonant. I think. Yeah, yeah, it's, sure. I, I think yeah. that's how I would describe all of Adventure Time. Because even in those some of those kernels of what we have discussed in the first season, when it's that you know goofiness and just oh lol so random. Like Ben said, we still have been able to identify a theme in every single one of them. And it's like, oh, this is what this is trying to teach you. You know, as we grow up with Finn or as we now grow with Marceline and grew with Bimo right. in the last episode. Oh, it's so it's so. Good.
1: I do I do want to mention you you mentioned the part where Bubblegum says she doesn't have a skeleton <laughs>
2: when
1: when the when the butterfly comes out. Marshalline's like, oh, it's all soft and squishy, and then Bubblegum's
2: like, yeah, we can probably kill it now. Oh yes, yes.
1: <laughs> and she's like,
2: PV, no. And then I think even um, what Glassboy like looks at it and he goes, oh, ew, but mostly <laughs> <laughs> ah. Yeah, yeah. So I think I think that's a good place to go next because I think we have summarized it absolutely well. Like this is just a a masterclass in storytelling and thematic writing and stuff like that. Like we said, I hope this makes the YouTube list of kid shows dealing with real deep issues or true human issues. We can only hope—I hope this is shown in, like, you know, classes to teach about writing. I love this more than, like, all the other nonsense we have <laughs> that tries to be deep. I,
1: I might even go so far as to say that I was wrong when I said this should top the list of kid shows that deal with uh, with, with life because this is not a kid show anymore.
2: true. True. We've, we have, we finished, we grew up with Finn, and now we got some other characters, yeah.
1: (laughs) This is, this is a mature showing of of what used to be a kid show. Yeah,
2: yeah. I mean, yeah, the show started in 2010, and if they were like, say the 10-year-old started watching this and stuck with it, now they're 20, you know? Yeah, and I I think that's one of the reasons I love it. Like, I never the show never lost me because it got you know too mature. It never lost me because it stayed childish. It actually ramped up appropriately. Yes, which is and then when you get a goofy episode in the later seasons, they're some of like my favorite episodes of all time. Like when Jake's tail just goes to the circus every night for no reason,
1: right. and
2: even that one is thematic and dealing with you know like like capturing things and making them perform and helping others and stuff like that. So it's great. So yes, everybody. Everybody should actually look at this as this work of writing. But I think the next best thing to go to is, once again, they have knocked it out of the park. This episode is so goddamn funny.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Um, in terms of, of funny shit that happens in this episode, I gotta bring up Choose Goose.
2: Yes! I, I loved that drop because apparently moisturizer is illegal in Ooh now.
1: <laughs> so that was some shit. Like, that whole bit just fucking caught me off guard because he was like, hey, you got dry skin? And yes. the glass guy was like, I don't think so. Like, I'm glass. <laughs> and then, like, after the bit ends, Shoes Goose is like, good, he didn't know about my illegal moisturizer. Yes. Like, he was offering him moisturizer, and then he was like, good, he doesn't know about it.
2: <laughs> yes, I didn't I didn't write down the exact line. i have to put the clip in. But I love when Glass Boy asks about Marceline, and Shoes Goose does his rhyme to say go to the Candy Kingdom or go past the Candy Kingdom. And then he's like, thanks, weird duck. And he leaves, and Chuscoos, it just it just frames on Chuscoos, and it's like one to one and a half seconds too long of silence that I thought it was just going to end on a shot of Chuscoos with his stupid crossed eyes, <laughs> and we would go on to the next scene. But then he starts the line where he's like, he, he, he's like, so glad he was oblivious of me uh so he didn't know about my moisturizer i'm selling illegally or something like that like i yeah, had to put the clip in but
1: th- that's definitely not the line but it rhymed like it was verse. it was it was phenomenal yes
2: yeah, the timing was so perfect because i'm just like they hang on choos and his stupid face for just a second too long and then he rhymes again and i'm like oh oh fantastic <laughs> ah! who are you
0: Good evening, and how you been? Are you the chump with dry skin? No, I'm looking for Marceline. Oh quack, a boy with a head crack. Hey! Marceline, Marceline, the vampire queen. Through the candy you must go to the place where grass doth grow. Thank you, strange duck. Bye! How lucky for me that
1: oblivious is he. The boy is none the wiser. Of my card of illegal moisturizer. Did choose this rhyme in the past? Is he a rhyming? Character?
2: I think for the most part. I okay. think in the earlier season when we first, because he like drops off. We only see him like once or twice in like the last three or four seasons. I think. So like, I, I, you know,
1: I've been playing AC Valhalla, and I don't know if you know what flighting is. It's like it's like the Viking version of rap battles. In Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> And like that this hardcore reminded me of it whenever he he drops this last line.
2: <laughs> okay, okay, nice. yeah, I, I thought that was so cool to see Cheos Goose. That was hilarious. The, one of the ones lines I have written down before that is when Glass Boy first like lets out the dragon from the cavern and he gets confronted by the three advisors who might just be the only characters that are bigger annoyances than Princess Bubblegum) <laughs> I thought you were gonna say LSP, but yeah, maybe Okay, yeah, they do have that LSP vibe, but one one of them says, Your hideous face has angered the creature. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Cause they establish in the in the in the opening that they're all making fun of him because he has the crack in his head, but then your hideous face has angered the creature. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that was Oh
1: yeah. That was some good shit. I, I really liked actually, and this kind of goes a little bit back to themes, that the cracked kid is trying to use the lava to melt his his body to mend his crack. Yep, like yep. That is – that's an interesting – I mean that's just an example of people willing to mutilate themselves to fix what they think are defects.
2: Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, you know,
1: it was like I don't know if that was supposed to be a, a dig at plastic surgery or whatever, but it's, it's – like you could read into it that
2: Definitely, way. definitely. Yeah, and like that's another little touch that's just so, so perfect. So I, I think this is jumping around, but that's what we do in these in these reviews – it's such a small moment, but I have to say, I think it might be my favorite little goofy touch is in the flashback of Marceline and her mom when they encounter the baby wolf that goes, What's up? <laughs> <laughs> yes. And it does it does a what's up in a very friendly tone. Uh, just... uh, Elise, I think it's Elise, Marceline's mother, she hits the little baby wolf, and it has like abrupt, an abrupt what's up, you know, that type of thing. And then when Marceline sucks the soul out of the mother wolf, it goes up to it and very sadly says what's up yeah. <laughs> and i was like oh my god that like that is the greatness of adventure time that they just have this random creature great design with the multiple eyes and the mouths in different places yeah because presumably yeah. when marceline's a kid like this this should be right after the great it's mushroom war mushroom yeah, yeah so everything should be radiated and deformed and the design is awesome but then they make it say what's up <laughs> <laughs> yes
0: huffy This puppy's funny looking. What's up?
1: Definitely, that was that was a phenomenal thing, and, and the the mother wolf was was drawn very well. Um, oh, yeah. The double mouth thing that it had going on, like I don't know, that was a, a pretty sick looking beast.
2: Because oh, yeah. it, it's like at first it shows it has like conjoined mouths, but then it does a mouth from its torso as well. Oh yeah, yeah. and I was just and, like, that's so cool, you know.
1: <laughs> and then we get to see Marceline suck the soul out of it and and experience what she believes is her mom being afraid of her.
2: Yes yes so oh yeah that's that's so cool so i i on that same idea of radiation i guess the implicate my thought was that the implication was that marceline's mother has radiation poisoning They've something never, like that yeah yeah it's yeah. never stated or anything but you know we know that her mom doesn't make it because of stakes we know that she gets picked up by simon when he's turning into the ice king uh later on but i i was just like uh, one of the scenes that shocked me was when she they at there at the motorcycle and she like ca- the mother coughs up blood. Oh. And yeah. I'm like and I'm like that might be the one thing that they did that they can get away with on HBO Max but not on Cartoon Network. Sure, sure.
1: Um s- speaking of of Simon turning into the ice king. That is Simon that we see, right? Like as Simon.
2: Yes. Yes. So he is uh in the uh one of the big things of the finale is that Betty uses the wish crown to say, no matter what has to happen, make sure Simon stays safe. And the implication Uh, in the finale is that he just turns back into Simon. Okay. But that's it. That's literally all we know.
1: Okay. Uh, That's interesting, but uh, one of the things that I found, you know, really charming about his character, I'm too old to die! Yes! (laughs) Yes!
2: He's uh, When we get introduced to him, he's singing the uh, the song Remember Me that he sings to Marceline right before he leaves her because he knows he's going crazy. I-, I loved seeing the Candy Kingdom. There's a real quick establishing shot when Glassboy first gets to the Candy Kingdom where in the background you can see Dirt Beer Guy and Cherry Cream Soda. And so I'm like, OK, they're still alive. That's good.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, how far in the future is this? I mean, Finn is an adult, but he's not he's like what 30s 40s yeah, there's
2: there's no official like timeline at okay. all um but we know it has to take place after the finale because finn's older because um, simon you know ice king is now simon that type of stuff right um but yeah it's it's sometime older and i was there were some people on reddit they were trying to like debate that where it's like do we think finn is 20 to 25 or 30 to 35 and i'm like that is fucking relevant in the grand scheme of things <laughs> i mean
1: i agree with you that's probably irrelevant in the grand scheme of things but he's definitely past mid 20s. Oh yeah. Yeah, he's got He's definitely he, yeah. like
2: 35 or something. Absolutely. Like he, I I that's, way, that's just, what I was thinking as well. Yeah. Like
1: the way they drew him like the way they drew him when he was 17, 16, 17, like compared to the way they drew him there, like he is significantly older.
2: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So so yeah, I seeing Simon was great. I have to say I was definitely like a little depressed when the which the one thing I didn't pick up too much from watching this with the subtitles. Like I think it was mixed well and I could understand everything. You know, maybe some goofy adventure time nonsense that is just that you use all these weird abbreviations and stuff. But yeah. the those creatures that Larvo spits out that chase Marceline, according to the the subtitles, they are the glass assassins. And I was like, oh, of nice. course, That's that makes perfect sense. And they don't That's have any great. lines, they just shriek, but they're the Glissassens.
1: <laughs> That's fantastic, I like it.
2: But when they get to Marceline's house, and Simon is there, because he brought Glass Boy there, when they break into the house, he has his head in Marceline's freezer with a little crown on and his blue Snuggie, and he's like, this is how I cope, and I'm like... That's a little depressing that maybe he misses being the Ice King, even though he was, a like, a terrible person as the Ice King.
1: Sure. I don't know. That could just be, a uh, like, a subconscious thing. Like, maybe he doesn't – like, how much do we even know if he remembers being the Ice King?
2: I, I'm not sure. I think, you know – th- you're right in the subconscious idea because he, he was Ice King for so long that it might yeah. be just this thing that he now feels comfortable with. Yeah. That's the one thing I think that everybody's like, that's what they cared about after the finale was it's like – you know, Simon spent so long being the Ice King. We get that episode in like season 5 or whatever when he brings Betty back from the past and then Betty goes on and tries to find a way to save him and then at the end of the finale he saves him, she saves him but like dooms herself. And so now he's trying to save her again and we have like no other information.
1: Oh man, that's they're, they're setting that up for like an infinite cyclic thing. Like yeah, he's going to yeah. have to become the Ice King again to save Betty. <laughs>
2: oh it's it's awesome it is like, absolutely this, awesome
1: this could be like one of those things like they've been fighting each other since the beginning of time type of like le- level of uh
2: <laughs> sure sure character
1: interaction you Yeah. Know, so,
2: so the, i i like that we got a little simon in this episode that's always good um the other things the little touches that i really liked uh probably on the sadder side Marceline's base gets broken
1: yeah that base
2: has been around for so goddamn long <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, pre- presumably, presumably permanently broken.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: From the way they shot it, like, or the way they drew it, <laughs> I guess.
2: It's like decimated, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I, I think another thing that got me definitely was the very ending, the last scene, where it's the super flashback of Marceline throwing the rock t-shirt at Princess Bubblegum. Yes. And it's like, I'm very happy about that because... I've, I've always loved the arc of Adventure Time episodes that are not in any order. There are, they're all out different, you know, seasons and non-linear, or non-chronological of Maja, the Sky Witch, where Maja steals Hambo. Princess Bubblegum trades that shirt for Hambo. Ma- Maja uses that shirt to summon the giant tree monster that has to fight the psychic tandem war elephant. And I'm like, OK, so now we actually get to see when she got that T-shirt from Marceline. Right. And I was just like, this is this is great this is this is like this is fan service at its finest <laughs> absolutely
1: absolutely and it's just like you know it's just a little it, like, almost even a throwaway scene so it really is as you said fan service oh yeah
2: but it fits it makes sense it's like i i love that they do that and they don't give us a whole episode like leading up to that concert and how yeah. she got the shirt like that, oh, yeah, that is... it's not important how she got the shirt and i hope they they that's what they thought when they wrote this scene was it's like it just needed to happen cuz this whole episode is about they're together now after the events of the show and the finale, but they still have some issues with their relationship. Here's how they broke up, you know, that type of stuff. Here's why they broke up, and then at the very end, here's how they ostensibly met.
1: Right. Did, did we know before this that they had been together in the past? Is that established or talked about in the— it is,
2: it is very implicit until, I think, the Season 7 episode of Varmints— when they're dealing with that – I think that was an episode we we were living near each other, so we probably watched. But it's when they're underground and, like, there's these weird, like, cockroach creatures that are eating Princess Bubblegum's garden. And so they, like, try and stop the varmints. And there's okay. stuff in there where they talk about where Marceline's like, well, you know, I know we've had our issues, but, like, you were the one who stopped talking to me. And Princess Bubblegum's like, well, no, I did this because blah, 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 and stuff like that. And that's where it really started to get going at least.
1: Yeah, I, I think I – I think I recall that they're like, they're, they're underground. Do they have one, does one of them have a headlamp in this episode? Like that's probably, unharmed. yeah, okay. probably. All right. Uh, yeah, I definitely, definitely that's coming back to me.
2: But yeah, it is, it is, it's, it's been, it was a later sh- series thing. So for Patreon okay. content, it'll take a while for so us to get to Princess Bubblegum and, and uh, Marceline, but it, they definitely do establish it for sure.
1: Bubbline is what I'm seeing on the internet. I see that that's all the their...
2: time. I, I think my whole life, I just take a stance at not doing that with relationship names. Like, no, dude, I hated I hated like Brangelina back in the like news and it's stuff.
1: Obviously, Marcel Gum, <laughs>
2: <laughs> Bonavell the Vampire me. Queen. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, that's right. Don't fucking tell me you're not gonna whatever that is called when you smush names together. Uh, it's Marcel Gum.
2: Okay, okay, you, you'll have to fight Tumblr on that one. I think.
1: Oh, gosh. <laughs> I'll I'll win, just, just me. So. One thing I, I did want to bring up—it was—it was touching. It, it almost—it almost made me experience something like actual tears during okay. this time, when we hear the message from Marceline's mom, and Marceline finally realizes that something she could have known all along, because this message was there the whole time. Yep. yep. That her mom did not abandon her because she was afraid, but because she knew that Marceline could survive on her own.
2: Oh yeah. I I loved that as when when we get young Marceline and she goes to the um, the super secret clubhouse which is a nuclear bunker as far as I can tell definitely she's like what is that red light you're bothering me I'm gonna sing a song about it and I was like that's an answering machine like that's a fucking message for somebody I didn't expect I wasn't thinking her mom but I was like you know old tech you know of old Earth thinking about this show I was like that's you know your answering machine flashes. And right. I kind of saw that as obvious, but I don't have a problem, any problem at all, that it's obvious because it works so goddamn well. Like, I I have, I am have fine with things being obvious and clearly set up as long as they work well. It's like sure. my favorite episode of the X-Files is the genie episode, Jay Sue. And it's like, you know, at the end of the episode, halfway through, that Mulder's going to use his last last wish to free the genie because that's the fucking Aladdin thing. Mm-hmm. But it works fantastically. Like it makes sense that he would do that. And here, the whole narrative arc of the story is: it makes sense she needs to hear from her mom one last time, right? And right. I, I loved it. But I did have to say, I was like, I know you're young; she can't fly yet. And for some reason, the answering machine's on the top of the fucking wall in this bunker. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that was that was fantastic.
1: I I gotta say, I really liked her song about the the red light. <laughs> yes, it was it was Twinkle Twinkle Little Star, but it was. Yep. Hooray! blinking blinking red yeah, light yeah
2: red light red light like clown yeah. nose. while i sleep at night or something like that yeah, it's a banger it's, every song's a banger
1: <laughs> and she she's just like I- i'm wondering what you think or something like that or what you mean um yeah that was that was great and the the fact that it has that same melody makes me curious if that's supposed to be just a nod at the existence of that song
2: oh sure as, sure. as a nod
1: to old earth you know so
2: yeah, ab- absolutely. No, that the stuff with her mom before she they get separated, I loved in the first flashback where Marceline's drawing and the mom's like, now draw like a panda with a hat and it has to be tall. And she's like, I want to draw a penguin with an overcoat or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> and then you realize in the next flashback that she was making Marceline draw a map and yeah. that the panda with the hat is a water tower. And I'm like, that's. Like, like we have gone so far off the rails of good storytelling in this modern age that seeing something from 2020 being that simple and that on the nose of what it means for our characters and their story arc, I was just like, god damn, like, we need more of this.
1: <laughs> it, it's pretty phenomenal, which is actually why I, I was hoping that you were going to tell me this is going to be a full-blown series or something. Oh, but it, I wish. It, it, might, it might be enough that we get four episodes, but damn.
2: Yes, this, if this was coming faster, well, I'm glad you bring that up because something I was thinking was, I know that we've talked about it before. I know I've also brought it up to other people with the idea, the example that comes to my mind is, I always wish we have more Modest Mouse music. But at right. the same time, I don't want them to release an album every six months. Sure. I like the fact that we can go, you know, like five years between a Modest Mouse album, get Strangers to Ourselves, and it's like the thing that goes on repeat forever that type of thing there are some balances to that like you know tool it didn't need to take them fucking like 14 years between albums that's a little too long i want it to be worked on and and you know cooked well enough and i that's where i want more but i want it to be good and that's the balance that i think we have to find
1: (laughs) well you know in like i'm i'm pretty solid with them taking five months to do a 45 minute episode if it's going to be this
2: you are right on that i'm glad that these are not 11 minutes long yes yes when cartoon network was making us wait months for 11 minute episodes then it was like and even they would group episodes together it would be like three and that would only be like 30 minutes you know yeah at least we have full stories in these where back when cartoon network in the near upcoming of the finale it was like we weren't even getting full stories we were getting the bits and pieces we needed to finish the series yeah that's right and here at least we have full stories so i'm i'm with you there if this if this was less than 45 minutes it would be more of a problem because i think they do every they did everything they needed to in 45 minutes
1: they they really did they beginning to end wrapped it up it wasn't didn't feel drawn out didn't feel too short they did something that the internet you know providing television on the internet has allowed them to do which is make something exactly as long as it needs to be Yes, yes um and they, it, I honestly, it was a perfect execution, like flawless.
2: I think. Oh yeah, oh yeah.
1: Um, yeah, I, can't, I, I would, can't wait to see more. <laughs> I would even go so far as to say, I mean, and you'll hear me say it on the Patreon content whenever you uh, subscribe, that um, you know some of the early stuff. It's like when you're watching the the really early seasons, like there's a bit of me that's like, why did I like this so much?
2: Mm-hmm. This
1: episode is a perfect reminder.
2: Yes, exactly, exactly.
1: This is this is this episode is. Prime, why I like Adventure
2: crime. Oh, it yeah, oh, yeah. Phenomenal. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. I think just some, some more – a little minor things, lines and stuff before I have – I have one take at the very end uh, that I want to get to, but um, I loved uh, when Marceline shows up and the advisors approach her and she gets – they get cut off by a see-through princess. One of the advisors go, wait, I was being haughty. Yes. <laughs> that, that was, was hilarious. Um, and then at the end of that, like Marceline's fight – Cause she gets called a cave hag. She goes. By the way, I consider cave hag a compliment. And you just have five glass people slide into frame and go, ooh. ooh.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was, <laughs> that was great.
2: Uh, I loved seeing the Morrow Princess Bubblegum's bird be- that's that brings the force field in. Because I'm pretty sure we don't see the Morrow since season two. Because that oh. that I remember that that because that's the one where um, Princess Bubblegum goes to some princess conference. And she asks Finn and Jake to take care of her plant. And they don't understand what plants are, so they like feed it pizza and soda and it dies. And they have to go to the land of death to save it. And Finn's like, we have time. We can bring it back to life. Princess Bubblegum's coming back tomorrow. And Jake's like, no, she's coming back on the morrow. That's her bird. Like, she's going to be here in 30 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) So that's funny. Yeah, I I love to see that. Um, There's that one scene where... Princess Bubblegum, like, takes the sample out of Larvo, and she says to the little glass Petri dish, thanks for volunteering, and the Petri dish says, the giant baster seems excessive. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, this, this was absolutely hilarious. There are probably a few others that I left at I just didn't write down, but but that was good. So so my I think my big – one of my big, like, implicit takes from this was – oh, on that topic, one more thing. I loved that when Marceline and her mom go to that gas station, which is like the dinosaur palace on Marceline's map because there's a big dinosaur, which is a real, like, Sinclair gas stations. Their logo is a dinosaur, and they usually have a big, like, dinosaur on the top of their building. So another Earth throwback. Marceline's mom finds that motorcycle, and it is the exact same color scheme as BMO. And I don't think it is BMO or anything, but I would love, and I looked at all the frames, and this is nowhere on there, but I would love if this was a Mo Tercycle. Oh, damn. I wish they had dropped a little sign, because it's covered in graffiti, but I was like, oh, it looks just like BMO's color pattern. Mo, and I was like, Mo Tercycle. So <laughs> I thought that was, that was great. But so we have a gap now between this episode and when we get the flashback when Simon finds Marceline. Because here we kind of end up with young Marceline just is in this nuclear bunker playing with her box people and also living with skeletons. There's just a bunch of skeletons in like positions like there's a skeleton reading a book in a bed. And I'm like, did he decompose? Well, he died while reading the book. (laughs) But we have that. And then from what we know, Simon just finds Marceline just like crying in the rubble like she's out and about near a tank. Yeah. Yeah. She's near all that nonsense. I think. My thought with this is that Simon, we know as a scientist or a researcher, anthropologist, Marceline's mom seems to be like some kind of scientist because she can draw a map to this bunker. She can work on these motorcycles. She knows how to work this technology. My idea is that they somehow were working in the same capacity, maybe not as coworkers or anything, but they worked for the same company or anything. I'm just using that word. Then they both knew about the bunker. So Simon, mm-hmm. on his way to the bunker, runs into Marceline. Like that—that's that's my idea for how they connect. But we don't know. That's the gap that we're missing. But it seems like Simon would know about where this bunker is. We all we do. This is the other thing. I think we get more Marceline's mom in this episode than we do all of stakes. Okay. So there's a lot more here in for Marceline's mom, which is still very you know we don't know a lot about it for sure. Um, but yeah, that so that's my that's my thought now is that we have this connection that, you know, maybe we'll get some background where if we ever get background on Simon, that there was some like scientific community, you know, dealing with the mushroom war or something like that. Sure. Oh yeah. But overall, I think perfect, like ten out of ten. I have no I don't think I have a single issue with this episode.
1: <laughs> no, I I definitely don't either. This was Adventure Time.
2: Oh, right on, right on. Uh
1: the well the the theme the opening theme song was not
2: though. That was... Oh, yeah. That, I think that was one of my gripes in the BMO one that we didn't get the, the opening theme. We just get that thing across the sword, you know, where it, like, shows all the – because that – I think that's just what people – studios want these days. They're like – ever since Marvel did all the flipping comic book pages showing all the heroes, they just yeah. want, oh, what do we know from time? The sword and show all the characters, that type of thing. So, uh,
1: and that sword is, like, a really shiny, nice sword. Definitely not Finn's sword.
2: <laughs> yes. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Oh man! But, uh,
1: no, that that was that was nice. And, and again, you know, the art was was immaculate on that.
2: Absolutely.
1: Just, I'm going to pretend that the fact that I picked up drawing means that I'm somehow better at analyzing art than I used to be. <laughs> but, I mean, it probably does. I think about art more anyway. But uh, I was just I was blown away by the art in this episode. Nice. It's such a simple drawing style, but they they execute it so perfectly.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's 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 absolutely fantastic. So, I, I think, um, unless you had any other things you wanted to point out about this episode, that yeah, right. uh, we can say, hey, if you like this discussion... We kind of almost did it backwards, but we hit it all the things we talk about in the Patreon content. We started with the theme and the writing and stuff like that, and then went to... What makes it funny, and then some connections to other episodes. Like that might almost be backwards from how we usually do it. Yeah,
1: I think I think we normally touch on specifics about an episode before we get to the theme. Definitely. Yeah, so. yeah.
2: So, so if you enjoyed this, this is what Ben and I do uh, on the Patreon. Um, I think, we gush
1: over Adventure Time.
2: Yes, gush over Adventure Time. As as the time that this comes out, there will be two ep- uh, Adventure Time discussions. So the first four episodes of the series. But like we said, if we get some some feedback, if people want to hear more of this, they like it. Um, I have now an incredible backlog of things to edit, and Ben and I, like I said at the start, I'm energized, man. We could just bang out some Adventure Time now. If we didn't have to do all this other, you know, special guest star and, and Thanksgiving the musical coming up, we could just go right to Adventure Time. <laughs> I, you know, and I'd be all for it. Um,
1: this Adventure Time discussion has been great. Uh, generally, it's a lot of fun. I think the episodes are hopefully they're fun to listen to. I don't know. I, I don't ever listen to us honestly, honestly Rob. <laughs> I I hear myself enough. I don't need to hear it from my phone. <laughs> right on, um, right on. But no, I, it's it's been great fun, and and I personally, I would be happy to try to pump out as much of it as people want to consume.
2: Yeah, yeah. So yep. Yeah. So give us give us, us some incentive, folks, because we'll we're willing to do it. <laughs>
1: send it. Send us some integers. Yes. and uh
2: yeah exactly and
1: Indigenous, some money
2: please yes <laughs> natural numbers
1: and just i don't know if you want to shout out rob what we're gonna do with the money if we ever make any it's gonna pay for the podcast oh yes like, we're first not... and
2: foremost it'll support the podcast um uh well well first it'll support uh justin a little bit i think we'll give him five dollars <laughs> here and there because <laughs> he's the destitute. and then uh yes male version of the prostitute with his billboards <laughs> for what? his prostitution Justin's prostitution. I'll have sex with you for 55 minutes and then the last part of the hour is me explaining to you why I hate Southland house. <laughs> it's a package deal. Oh god. That will that has become like the the new running joke of cinema.
1: <laughs> I know you're trying to make it that way
2: anyway, Ross. Yes, but yes, it will support the podcast. It'll uh it'll definitely help us, you know, do better things for you guys and uh it's got to start somewhere. So get on it, the listeners. <laughs>
1: and uh you know the the more support we get in that in that area the more we're gonna know that you guys want more content we'll we'll probably produce more content
2: yes it's just yes
1: we gotta know that uh that there's the desire for it i guess
2: exactly exactly all right good very well put well with the exception of adventure time we're gonna talk about adventure time anyway (laughs) (laughs) if this might come out we might be finished with it years before anybody gets to hear it
1: Uh, that being said, Adventure Time is not the only content we release on Patreon. We we have done True. some movie discussions, and we, we will continue to do movie discussions. Yep. Um, unless people really, resoundingly just want Adventure Time, and then you know what? Like, sure. I'm for it. Sure.
2: Alright, well put this whole episode from both of us. This was great. I'm glad we got to do this, Ben. Talk about some new Adventure Time. Like I said, it's going to energize us. I think the last thing I want to say is What's up?
1: <laughs> what's What's up? <laughs>